Welcome to the E&S Wolves podcast with your host, Nathan Judah, and Wolves correspondent, Tim Spears. Well, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 115. That is 115. It is, of course, the E&S Wolves Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. I am delighted to be joined by Mr. Timothy Spears. Tim, how's the come down? Have you got the shakes? It was an incredible night. It's great to see you back. Although, I'll be honest, I feel a little bit naked. I'm missing the peeps. I'm missing the live studio audience. Are you ever going to you ever going to change that intro? Is, is that here to stay forever? It's. I mean, you're not a big wrestling fan, but I mean, it's kind of um, it's kind of changed to the because it's what the Rock used to do. Now, smell you used to like in the Attitude Era. What the Rock is cooking. Smell a lulula. Smell Oh my God. No. No, it's so annoying. I'll um I'll change it when the peeps want me to change it. Okay. I, I, I'm one of those <laughs> advocating change. I will. I will change. I've got a few changes that we might be making next season to the podcast. Yes, I have as well, actually. No, oh, okay. What's one of them? Getting rid of me, the host. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that, that, that intro, as, as much as as much as uh, I, I, you know, sometimes mm. I just dislike it or it can irk me. Yes, it works well on a live stage. On a, on a live stage, just yes. to really get get the people going. You, you, you say that, but. Uh, didn't, didn't get the best reaction. It was all a bit... Hey, so I had to do it again. And then they went... Hey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, oh, I mean, what a night. Last Tuesday... Oh, what a night. Dun, 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 dun. Late December, December back, back in 16. What a very special time for me and, and Bully. Judah. And Bully and Tomo. And not Hatfield. What a night. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, yes. Tuesday, March 19th, last Tuesday... Fantastic what evening. A, what a night, or what a shite, as some people might say. <laughs> However, I think it went pretty well. Can you say that? <laughs> Said it. Okay, it's unbelievable. You're, you're giving me props and, 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 and having a go at me for swearing, and you, within the first, you're back in swearing mode. It's not a live podcast anymore. Talking of swearing. Yes. Uh, it's It took Luke Hatfield, poor, poor Luke. Poor Luke. Uh, hours yes. to edit uh, the live podcast. He turns up, he mucks in, he gets abused to Kingdom Come again. Again. And then he's got to edit five hours of us talking our rubbish. Bleeping um, it out yep. for the peeps who didn't come and the people who did come to, to listen to the to the edited version. Not just swear words as well, we might add. For those who were there, yes. they may notice a couple of bits, just slightly amended. There were a few bits that, that may have been amended on the night. And, and of course, the walk-on music as well, because of copyright issues, etc. So <laughs> yeah, the, still... yeah, the, yeah, the walk-on music went. And yeah, yeah a, a couple of bits, won't necessarily go into it, but just referring to one... Uh, a fellow local football team yes. and two a fellow local newspaper yes. uh, they have gone so. <laughs> they've gone amongst, amongst other things we both got a bit carried away both we a couple a, of glasses of vino a couple of glasses or a couple of bottles <laughs> quite yes. uh, but you know like it, it will it will definitely listen differently this time round because of you know the stage shows and the quizzes and the game shows. So I understand that it, but it's just to give you a taste, isn't it? Hey guys, yeah. I mean, well, firstly, the sound quality is an awful lot better. Thank goodness. Hopefully, you agreed. And also, yeah, there's a couple of like visual games, mm. visual gags. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, which just won't quite work as well. However, I hope anyone who's listening to it, I, I hope you have enjoyed it. Yeah, it's to give them a taster and look. Yeah, a taster, it, come to the next one. Exactly, come to the next one. I would love, and, and you know, we're, we're hoping to do a next one. We'll be doing next we one. Will. You know, we will, we'll do another one. In, in, in pre-season and, and you know, um, details to, to be announced, hopefully when we've had the meeting and tried to work out whether we're going to do it or not. But... Bring someone new. I think that's what we love to do because I think there's a lot of people. You don't necessarily have to be a huge football fanatic, but just a bit of interest. It's a fun night, isn't it? It's a fun night. We had a lot of fun. I think Tom and Bully had more fun than they yes, thought they we, were going to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we took, <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I loved loved our venue, the Pavilion. I think it's a, it's a great. Uh, nostalgic Wolverhampton venue, Phoenix Knights venue. Yeah, well, it's uh, the stage, yeah. the curtain, yeah. the room itself, the bar, the smell. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. Um, however, when we took Bully and Tomo into the, the 
I, I use this term loosely, the green room <laughs> uh, beforehand. Uh, I think they were wondering what they'd let themselves in for. We had a poster to decorate it in yes, there. Yes, we did. Yes, it, we did. Was a, it, was, it was a pretty grim green room. However, um, look at... The peeps were great. I thought we decorated it as well. I decorated it, you know, a little bit. Certainly with the abuse of the week tweets. With the abuse of the week which tweets. Which dotted around the room for no, anyone who wasn't there. Although um, during the morning and afternoon, those abuse of the week tweets... Um... Oh, right. Brilliant. So so this venue, like I said, it's, it's old school. Mm. Um, it's, it's full of wrinklies in the nicest possible term. It's, it's a very local place, as you say. I think, I think you refer to the term as coffin dodgers. Quite. Uh, anyway, a, a bit Phoenix Nights, as you say. During the day... Um, we were trying to set up the room all day and prep and run through, etc. Mm. However, we were, we were stopped for a few hours. Um, one, for um, a session of Tai Chi. Yes. And two, for a session of Crown, Bre- Crown Green <laughs> Bowls. Um, uh, In, I mean, <laughs> I didn't even know how it was going to work out, Crown Green Bowls, but <laughs> it, was, it was very well organised. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the, well, they, they brought out a little green carpet that they yeah. rolled out to do the bowls on. Yeah, they had a nice little cup of tea at, at an interval. Tony Alcock was there. It was, <laughs> it was, it was, um, it was fifty-five p to join. I mean, I, I was almost tempted, but I mean, you walked in on, yeah. on a great scene. I had to go. Th- I had to go through to the green room to go and get my laptop because I'd left it in there, and I had to walk through the main room where we did the podcast, which is where the bowls was going on. Anyway, we'd put a few abuse of the week tweets stuck them to the walls in advance of the show. Um, some of them horrendous. Some of them, I mean, my favourite. Can I say that S-H-A-G word? Can I say that? Yeah, yeah. It's only like... My, my favourite from, from Dave Clive, my nemesis, no. said, uh, Tim, you would rather shag your dad than <laughs> criticise Connor Cody or Matt Doherty. That one of my favourites. Anyway, that, just to give you a flavour of the kind of stuff that we'd put on the walls. We'd covered some of them up, knowing that bowls was happening in the <laughs> afternoon. But I walked through, walked through the middle of the bowls session to get my bag, <laughs> and it was a session. I literally, just walked into the room, and I just heard one woman say, "Oh well, I suppose it's just the kind of language you get at a football match, isn't it?" <laughs> They're obviously like just all like, "What the hell is going what on? What is here? going on?" Yeah, I mean, not not to mention the the main manager of the place. So the I didn't realise yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I we stuck him, we stuck a poster of me and you on his on his office door when we were trying to decorate it. <laughs> well, again, I, walk, I walked through. I think it's the manager, I walked through the reception area at one point and I just heard the manager say to the woman on reception, oh, well, yeah, they do some YouTube videos or something like that. <laughs> I think this, this place had never seen anything like it, it's fair to say. I they, rock- they normally used to Roy Orbison tribute acts, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, I, I rocked up with a few more Abuse of the Week posters to put in the foyer, of which he stood in were like, don't you think you've got enough posters in there? It was like, uh, oh, well, maybe then, I guess so. However, it all worked very well. I, ho- I hope you guys liked it. We know it's a little bit out of town, so thanks for making the effort to come over. And we're working hard on our next venue as we tour Wolverhampton. Absolutely. You've got to say just, and I know people will listen to it on the, on the podcast, but I think because it's such a great story, you've got to say about the email and, and, and the, the Spanish wolves, Mijas oh, wolves. Oh, this is unbelievable. Uh, just, just, in, just incredible. We, we got an email in kind of January, February, after we announced that we were doing the live podcast saying that Dave Taylor, I think his name was, who lives in Spain, was coming over for the live event. I mean, we, we, we couldn't believe the, it. The, the email was sent round to a few staff here at, quite late at night, wasn't it? And mm. I could not believe it when I read it. And yeah, thought it was a joke. Thought it was a joke, but he's not. No, he, he wanted wanted some details about the event because he was he was booking his flights, coinciding it with with coming to the FA Cup mm-hmm. game. He said mm-hmm. um, he was going to do it all in one. Yeah, fair right? play. And then we got an email uh, a few weeks later from the same guy saying, "Oh, you won't believe this. Um, I turned up the other night in mid February. <laughs> right, the FA Cup game in question was Bristol City away. Um, came a month early, and he turned up on the Tuesday night after Bristol City at the Pavilion Club. Oh. I think with a couple of other people oh. expecting to come to the live podcast. Everyone's like, "What the hell? What the hell are you doing here, <laughs> Dave? What are you doing, um, mate? So obviously he didn't turn up on the night. He'd already paid his flights and everything. Oh my goodness me! I tell you what, Dave, you've got to come back to the next podcast. Though. Yeah, just, well, yeah, just so yeah, we yeah. can ridicule ridicule you for even more. Yeah, fifteen <laughs> minutes. Or so, oh good. And but look, and we also raised um, over a thousand pounds for Kula Kiwi as well. Woo, woo. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, props to Paul Berry as well for, for being there on behalf of it. Former Wolves press officer. We'll come on to that later on. And of course, our, our sponsors who gave very generously on the night with two incredible prizes. Uh, Wolverhampton Building Supplies. Yeah, the auction went went really well. Um, 
what, what do we what do we give again? I wasn't really listening. Uh, one thousand seventy nine pounds. What do we give? Yeah, I wasn't really listening. Oh, okay, you just go with the flow, don't you? Uh, we gave we gave a signed shirt with a personalised tribute uh, on it from Bully and Tomo to the nice, person, nice, and a selected signature of any Wolves player of their choice. Uh, Wolverhampton Building Supplies supplied two VIP tickets to the Wolves versus Arsenal game in a box, Dece. five star meal and hosting and hospitality. We also gave away who's going to come on our podcast again. So we got um, a, a newbie on our podcast. Um, Glenn Aston's going to come on, so that, we're looking forward to that. And yep. also, we gave away coming to the press conference um, um, in the future of a Nuno pre-match press conference. Money can't buy. Although, as I pointed out on the night, if you do come, if you do a week's work experience at Express the Star, you can come along for free. <laughs> However, many hundreds of pounds were paid for that prize. Now that'll yeah, be so a good one. It will, it's, it's, it's the best one going, and uh, and get to do our video and, and have a coffee as well. Lucky kind of gig. you. Lucky you. Lucky you. So yes, all very very. good good we also had our, our ipad potential winner as well we had a game of heads and tails with bully and tomo oh yeah um and the man who won that was yeah dazza does it doesn't matter because it doesn't um i'll tell you who won it i'll tell you in a minute who won it it was fill some time please tim and who, who did they pick for goal scorer again uh they picked Oh, memory's a bit hazy from this night. We had had a couple of wines. Oh, here we go, here we go, here we go. Um, I'd had a couple of drinks at this point. Do you remember when we went to the bar at about 6pm? Yeah. With Edith It was and- Darren. Da- Darren May. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I thought yeah. so. Um, do you remember when... Um, Raul Jimenez, he's picked first goal scorer of Lonely versus Wolves. Good lad. To win an iPad. Yeah, we went to the bar about six o'clock, didn't we, with the editor? Yeah. And you were shocked at my choice of drink for some reason. Wow. I mean, the editor comes in, and obviously, he's our new editor of the Express and Star, Martin Wright. He's been obviously with the company for a long time, doing the Shropshire Star, and now he's, now he's looking after both. Very busy man, but um, excellent. We're very, very honoured and humbled that he got to turn up on the night. Um, full-on suit, looking very prim and proper, wearing jeans, uh, tucked out shirts looking dishevelled we've been there since 11am well some of us had been there because that was when we were supposed to turn up some some people rocked up at half past 12 quarter to one needed a lion mate oh, needed a lion unbelievable <laughs> incredible we're putting everything up and he rocks up at quarter to one saying right we're going for lunch then <laughs> I mean you just can't write it you can't bloody write it anyway we go to the bar and uh, he says oh would you like a drink and you know that's Yes, I'm very much sure that'd be lovely. Um, thinking, well, we don't want to go overboard because you know we've got you've got two bottles of red wine and Malbec back in the um, back in the green room. True. Uh, so I thought, well, I, I don't want to go too too outrageous. You know, I would have liked a glass of champagne, but no, I'll, I'll pull it back in. I'll just have a, I'll have a bottle of Budweiser. I think that's fair enough. You know, happy days, two quid. Uh, Tim, what would you like? I'll have a whiskey and coke, please. <laughs> no, whiskey and coke. Do you know what? It was a du- I think it was a double as you well. A double, yeah, and that, that's at like six o'clock. Oh, I had, to, I had to calm the nerves a little bit. Oh, isn't it? it wasn't even at six. It was in the fives. It was about 5.35. Do you know, I had that, and then I downed, I downed half a bottle of wine in about 10 minutes before the show started. And when you say down, you did, there were no glasses involved, because apparently glasses didn't, didn't get sent back, so you were out the bottle for three quarters of it, Bobby and Tom are walking in yeah. to, this, to this hovel of a green room, and, uh, oh, and you're I, I, swigging I was, out of a bottle of wine. They must think, what is going on I was, here? I was stood there. I think I was on my own in the green room, and then Bully just walked in as you do, yeah. and I was there swigging out the bottle. It's like bloody hell. Here we go. It's gonna be a good night. Uh, no, it had, it had to be done to calm the nerves. Yeah. However, yeah, you're more nervous than I was. I was. I was a little bit nervous. Well, not nervous about about when we did it when we started can, off. Can you was, do your button up? I can see. I can see your chest hair. I was. I was um, I was more nervous about about the transitions and how it was going to work. There were a couple of problems towards the end of the night, or before we started with microphones and and music. And I, I wanted a slick show. It wasn't really. I know you, the, you 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 were you were stressing. I, I I know exactly when you're stressing. It's hilarious. Go on. Although I, I can't I, I can't I couldn't wind you up at that point. But then and then about 15, 15 minutes before the show started. Yeah. Where's Judah? I was, I was in. Me and Luke were in the green room chatting to Bully and Tomo. Yeah, fifteen minutes to go. Yeah, where's Judah? Literally. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, someone after after a, after a minor panic and a search of the backstage areas. Yes. Somebody found him <laughs> sat on the floor on the floor behind the stage, haunched up with his yeah. with his knees up to his little tummy, uh, <laughs> stressing. I, he, was, I, he was mumbling through his lines. Uh, there, were, there were eyewitnesses saying you were walking around the backstage area just going. Just walking through your script, honestly, this guy sweating out. <laughs> I want it to be a good show for the peeps, and thankfully, it was a lot of fun. Thank you to Bully and Tomo as well. Added to the experience, um, really, really enjoyable, 
Evening. Right, let is move on. Okay, it's international break, Tim. Uh, Wolves, because they're so flipping good, have got 10 players in international duty. And to be honest, I don't give a... I don't, I don't give a... I, I don't give a crap no. about... It's um, <laughs> three now. <laughs> about how the international teams do. I just want them to return safely. Yeah, we don't care, do we? No, it, I really don't care. It's 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 such a crucial time of year now. The international break, as a bully said in his column on Saturday, comes at a fantastic time. Like normally, when teams win a game, you be like, "Oh, they won another one. They're on a roll. Wolves are in great form." However, on this occasion, um, I think a a break, as bully says, is a very good thing mm. to recharge the batteries ahead of one a busy week coming up. And two, just the rest of the season in general, it's going to be chock-a-block over the next few weeks. However, as you say, 10 players gone away. It's not ideal. Hopefully, uh, some nice, easy, friendly slash qualifiers and yeah. everyone comes back okay late this week. But him, I mean, Jimenez, I think he's playing at two in the morning for Mexico on Wednesday or something Goodness like that. Me. So it's, it's, it's a crucial end of the week for Nuno and his staff to... Um, to analyse and keep an eye on these players and check how they are and see if they're going to be ready for... Some of them will have to play three games in eight days here with an FA Cup semi-final at the end of it mm-hmm. and a game against Man United in the middle of it at Molyneux. So crucial and important time for the management and um, and health and conditioning staff. And, uh, look, and for I mean, the players, to be honest, as well. Absolutely. And say, look, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it a bit. I'm a bit jaded. Can I sit this one out, Gavin? They've got to be honest. They do have to be honest. And, and we could see a mixed match and what we'll talk about. I'll talk about teams and previews uh, late, later on. You'd almost, almost, Tim, want the Man United game on the Saturday and just rest them all and then ha- and, you know give them a little... Your first team is a bit more of a chance than play Burnley. But you feel that Burnley is, is the better chance to get three points and you can almost... You know, take your foot off the gas slightly against Manchester United. But again, we'll, we'll come on to all that later on. Um, it's credit to, to Wolves and, and how these players have performed, though, that there's so many international call-ups these days. Yeah, absolutely. Jot's J- have been, the, you know, very deserving call-up and they're almost all involved, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only a handful. Cody, obviously. Bolly. Uh, Bennett. Who else isn't involved? That's, is that pretty much it from the first team? Jota and him. Jota and Jimenez are in. No, Troyer as well. Yeah, he's not in, and Caballero is not in. But but of the first eleven, obviously Doherty's in. Then Donka, mm. Neves, Matinho, Patricio, yeah, uh, Jimenez, Jota, mm. Mm. Saiz, yeah, Johnny Castroato. I didn't see the Spain didn't squad. I'm going to Google Spain. that right now. Okay. Um, so they're all in, they're all in there. Yeah. And it's like I said, it's going to be a crucial couple of weeks really we mm-hmm. don't want any injuries we want to come back fresh but it's not going to be it's going to be hard for, for someone like Jimenez yeah of course absolutely. over the other side of the world mm. but I mean he's proved it time and time again that he can he can cope with it and but hey th- this is this is it all the big clubs yeah. have to deal with this it's some at Wolves you just kind of have to get used to unfortunately, unfortunately and unfortunately look we, we, we discussed Manchester United at the live podcast and, and you, you will have heard last week as well as discuss it but um, you know Watford um, the draw we haven't really discussed it on this podcast uh, since uh, what did you make of it were you happy with the draw it was a middling draw, wasn't it? Obviously, the, the the key was to avoid Man City. I know you've probably got to beat them if you want to lift this trophy this year. Would you, but and did, there's an argument you, for did saying... You want, did you want Man City? There's an argument for saying, if you've got to play them, the semi will be better. They've got Champions League right in there. They've got Champions League a few days afterwards. Let someone um, else beat them, though. Let Brighton fi- go and beat them, then. Fighting on all fronts. Not that it matters with the squad that they've got necessarily. However... Um, I'd say you have a better chance of beating them in the semi. Like you say, it's not to say that Brighton won't. Mm. And that's 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 the utopia. Wolves mm-hmm. beat Brighton and, and Wolves beat Watford and Brighton beat Man City. Oh, so. And then it's a guaranteed oh, win. Oh, oh, guaranteed. Oh. Saying that, saying that, Chris Uton's played a second string pretty much all the way for Brighton, incredibly. Yeah, no, he has. Yeah, I think, yeah, he brought in a few more against Millwood, didn't he? But mm. yeah, on the whole. So I think it's it a middling draw. Brighton would be the one that you would want it because we talk about Man City being distracted. Mm. Brighton distracted by this horrendous yeah. relegation battle they've, yeah. they've somehow managed to get sucked into. So Watford, it's just going to be a tight, close game. It's 7th v 8th. Two clubs that are having a great season. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk about Wolves' confidence and loving life and what a year they're having. Watford are the same, really. Started off so well, would they win the first four? Yeah. Won the Flew. first three or yeah. four, absolutely flying. Then they had a dip and they've they've got it back really. They pulled it back and it, I, I think I think it's probably, I know the points 
differences otherwise, but in reality it's probably a two-horse race for that seventh place unless Wolves and or Watford get distracted by this uh, this FA Cup semi. Yeah, it's going to be... So they're, they're, they're a really good team. They've got some really good players. They're well-organised. They're well-drilled. I wouldn't look too much into the October defeat to Watford um, mm. as a form guide because Wolves, Wolves had a different formation that day and Watford bullied them in midfield and that doesn't really happen to Wolves anymore now they've, since they've changed system. But hey, great occasion. Tickets obviously going to go immediately uh, the biggest mobilisation of the Wolves Barmy Army since 2003 wow which was, was which was for what Nathan uh, the um, yeah. Sherpa <laughs> but, Cardiff was it Millennium yeah good yeah, man yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They, the playoff they, yeah they took about 500 more to Cardiff judging on ticket allocation however with the corporate situation Can't at Wembley oh yeah for sure they'll take far more than 33,000 I, I know of many well, people what, who, what who are sell l- out? looking to get tickets in the, in the corporate seats Will Watford sell out? I would have thought so. I would have thought so. They haven't got. They've um, got two tickets per season ticket holder. Right. So they haven't got half as many season ticket holders as Wolves have. Um, but it's it's a big game for them. It it's will be dominated far. by Wolves, though. I guarantee you that stadium I think, will be I more think Wolves the than Watford. Corporate ends, it, it, it would arguably mean more to Wolves as a one-off occasion. Watford were in the semis four years ago. I think mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. when they lost to. They lose to Palace. Not sure. It was about three or four years ago there at Wembley. And I remember being in a, in a semi in the 2000s when Brett Ormerod scored for Southampton. About 2003. Right. So it's not it's not a massive complete one-off for them. They've been in the Premier League and had big occasions, a lot more than Wolves in, the, in recent years. For Wolves, it's a massive, here we are, we've waited so long, huge occasion. Like yeah. I said, there'll be more than 33,000 in that ground, that's for sure. Have you seen some of the tweets? Please get me a ticket, please, yeah, please, totally. please. It is going to be difficult, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, we wish they had a bigger allocation, but that's just the, that's just what Club Wembley do, don't they? Unfortunately, I mean, Wolves could sell sell sixty thousand tickets, I'd assume, at Wembley. Johnny Castrato has a nice little two week break. Ah, good. Well, that's good. You could Not do with the squad. it. Yeah, totals. You could do with it. What was your question? Sorry. Uh, so they could they could probably sell sixty thousand tickets, couldn't they, at Wembley? Correct. Yes. Amazing. Um, looking forward to it. Should be a good one. I know, and I know a lot of people fretting over whether to get tickets. Kind of next couple of days, going out tickets going out to members. Oh, horrible time. Mm, they're already out to members now. Um, no, they're not. Not okay. Um, <laughs> don't listen to Nathan <laughs> Judah. Uh, season ticket holders: Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Members: Tuesday onwards. So it's going to be um, a nerve-wracking few days. Okay. Even though this podcast is going out on the Monday, yeah. Yeah, you're you listening to me. Yeah, okay. All right, that's fine. Well, I don't know which chat you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, members after seeing ticket holders from Tuesday onwards. <sighs> will, will there be any? There'll be none, none that go on general sale, will there? Absolutely not. Zero chance. No. Unfortunate. Okay, right. So, um, I've got some emails, Tim. Some emails. Some emails from the peeps. Yeah. Give me some emails. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Darren May. Oh, the man star, himself. Star of our live podcast. I think I've got to, I think I've got to send, him a, send him a picture. I haven't sent him yet. Lovely picture of him and him and Tomo that he won in Bully on the night. He asks, uh, he says, we're veterans now. Superb show. Should be doing arena tours, LOL. <laughs> says Dazza. Uh, how much money, wallets and keys do you think were lost when we beat Man United? He says, with all the uncontrollable bounce. Oh, limbs. Limbs. Wallets and keys everywhere, cash on the floor. I think Your orange squash went everywhere. <laughs> it's, um, the, I mean, the noise, I know we talked about it uh, mm. last week, but the noise for those goals, I, I haven't, I don't think I've heard Molyneux like that for a goal. It's hard to remember anyway, um, Molyneux hearing like that. I mean, that must be the loudest you've heard it. Uh, uh, Molyneux? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It was unbelievable. It was. Yeah, it was just a scream. It was it was deafening. I wanted to see how many decibels that that registered. But um, the second goal, the second goal, because really, everybody yeah. knew then, didn't they? Yeah, it was almost like you're in ecstasy, you're in disbelief. Well, that's it came it, it came so soon. Was it seven minutes after the first one? And yes. not just that, it was a flipping dream goal as well, it was, wasn't it? So you had you had an unbelievable individual goal. You had the disbelief at this situation, and then just the euphoria mm. of the position that, that mm. they're in, all combined into one. Yeah, knowing they were going to Wembley, yeah, it was oh, a perfect moment. I mean, I, I yeah, well. As, as I said the other night, I was quite emotional. You were most uh, full time, and just just the most unbelievable night I can really recall at Molyneux for for many, many, many years. You know, they had they had Cardiff two thousand three mm. at the Millennium Stadium. They've had some 
incredible away days. But for Molyneux, a one-off occasion, a big game, you're going back a long time. You really are. And like I say, from a Molyneux point of view, you're not going to get that again this season, are no, you? No, totally. So no. that's that's the moment, really, because, yeah. of course, fingers crossed, Wembley's fantastic, but you're always going to have yeah. half a stadium. You're, going to, you're never going to have that moment at no, home in Wolverhampton. Totally, yeah. Well, that, that Yeah, and f- for a cup game, a quarter-final against one of the giants of English football, it doesn't get any bigger for a home game. No. And BBC One, Saturday night, every had everything yeah. to it. Um, the league, as you say, that's sort of it for amazing Molyneux games this season in terms of stature and occasions. Yeah. You know, Ful- Fulham at home, last home game of the season, even if they're fighting for seventh, it's, 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 no. it's not quite going to be the same. You'd need a European night, really, Whoa. to kind of like... Oh, yeah. You would, though, wouldn't you? Do you know what I mean? I think to, to kind of change the special atmosphere. Yeah. Again, and, and, and you need a European night, but you'd probably need a European night against a real... He- Ex heavyweight or a heavyweight in the Europa League yep. to try and you know like I don't know Lazio in, in, or Milan. Roma someone someone like that yep. to to get to that level because it was it was a, a special moment really and it's rare that that you will get a, an, well an FA Cup quarter final at home yeah Wolves first since the seventies I think that they've been drawn at home mm. in the first in the first game one off game as well obviously penalty extra time it could have been mm-hmm. just unbelievable. It's it's sort of like a playoff kind of game, really, isn't yeah, it? It's that yeah. kind of that kind of feel. These games are so rare, and I just cannot believe not only that Wolves won it, but that they deserved to win it. It wasn't smash and grab. They weren't lucky. There were no refereeing decisions that had to go their way. Um, John Ruddy didn't have to have a worldy game, which yeah. we all expected he would have to do if Wolves were going to win. Mm-hmm. He barely had a save to make. Just incredible. That was that was the, that was an unbelievable thing that they deserved to win it. If it were not for Romero, yeah. it could have been three or four. Oh, he, he pulled off some absolute stunning saves on the night. Um, the last two years or last two seasons, and, and obviously we've been there for both of them and, and beyond. But how how many I was there moments have there been? Because it's been incredible compared to like the last thirty years. There's almost more in these last two than I've been last thirty. Yeah, totally. Well, last season Cardiff. Uh, Middlesbrough away. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bristol City. Um, the day the day they went up against Blues. Yeah, and, but just moments then, as well. Like, like I'm talking about, like your Neves's, you know, new goal against the Derby. Neves goal. The, the, these are things that you know. Um, that there's pe- people who have not, you know, not seen this for for such a long time. Yeah, it was, and then the, the younger generation, they don't know how lucky they are. Well, they're just used to it, aren't they? The, the Spurs win at Wembley and the, and the Chelsea win as well this mm. year are probably the two from the league. But so so many, and like you say, the kind of three four years before that, you can count them on one hand, and now mm. they're getting them all in in a year. How do you find the media loving at the moment with, with Wolves? Are you quite happy for someone like Elise to come up next season and for, for all the, your national purists to move on from them and then be the story to let, leave Wolves alone? Or do you not mind it? From a fan's point of view, you kind of... They love it. I think they love the attention and the adulation and the praise. But then also, I think they sort of would prefer Wolves to kind of go under the radar. I think that would that be, be preferable, really, rather than if everyone latches on to the fact that that Jeff Shee says they want to win the Premier League in five years, then, I don't know, then expectations will soar. People will expect more from Wolves. I, I prefer them going under the radar. And I find that I find some of the praise difficult to take because you just know from listening to, I'm not going to name names, mm. but there are so many pundits around now. Yeah, there's some, yeah. They're ten a penny yeah. and some of them are dross. Yeah. And they talk about Wolves like they've been watching them for years. Yeah, it's pathetic. And, and they've got no idea. They try and name their best players and, you know, Mm, they're just lagging, basically, aren't they? Lagging it totally. So, and I'm, there's no research done. Some some people, and I'm not discrediting. Some people do fantastic amounts of research. Yeah, and, and they'll speak to you beforehand. They'll be reading articles. They'll be asking questions before, during, and after. But there's a lot of people uh, who who have, do absolutely zero zilch, the minimal effort they because they feel that they can turn up on reputation alone, yeah. and it's it's yeah, frustrating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but equally from their point of view, it's difficult, because if they're booked to go on a national show and someone asks them about Wolves, you know, what are they going to do? Or, I don't know anything about Wolves, mm. I'm going to swerve that question. Mm. They try and answer it best they can. This is just a 24-7 football environment that we live in, everyone's just constantly talking about football. I mean, there, there are a couple that are really good. I would say uh, Danny Higginbottom is one of the best out there. He um, used to phone me a lot last year. Not so much this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> before... Um, <laughs> When Wolves in the Championship, and honestly, we used to speak for about kind of twenty minutes, half an hour before games that he was covering are live on Sky, just to get the complete loadout. And I know he spoke to some of the players as well, mm. the Wolves players. Mm. Really thorough, very good. He is. He should be on more stuff actually. Uh, on the on the on the other other side of the coin, um, 
you, you talk about maybe them flying under the radar. But just some of the Wolves players, and we've seen against the top six, top seven clubs, top eight clubs, how well they've done compared to the rest of them, when the focus isn't on them, like your Huddersfields, do some of these big-time players need the focus to be on them because that's when they, they perform at their best? Which brings me on nicely. Um, we are still in emails here. Yes, yeah, sorry, Craig I apologise. Maudsley, oh, okay. emails. As the dust settles after that seismic FA Cup win, I was reflecting on some of the build-up where the national journalists... It's almost like we scripted this. I know we literally didn't. That generally just, haven't. That was just me asking a, a question. <laughs> National journalists lazily say, why do Wolves perform so much better against the top teams? So I ran some numbers. See attached spreadsheet oh. to see the truth of this. You can see that Wolves score their highest average points per game, not against the top six, but around against the teams around them. Against the middle six, Watford to Bournemouth, Wolves pick up 1.9 points per game. Mm. Against the bottom seven, it's 1.3. And against the top six, it's only 1.1. Right. Rising to 1.5 if you include the FA Cup games. What do you think this reveals about Wolves' genuine strengths this season? Um, kind of reveals are the best of the rest then, I guess. Best of the rest. I mean, they had that great run, didn't they, where they beat Leicester, West Ham, mm-hmm. Everton, three in a row. Yeah. Um, I mean... It, We've kind of analysed where they go wrong against the bottom five, bottom six, and I think stopping them playing has, has proved proved a, a difficult challenge for Wolves this season. Everybody tried to stop them playing last year, yeah, um, but those teams weren't good enough to stop Wolves' quality. These teams in the Premier League, well coached, well organised, quality players. If they've got no ambitions of, of beating Wolves per se, then it's um, it's very hard to play through them. Well, what the good thing is is that, you know you're going to look on how they can improve from last season, whether they can break into the top six, which we discussed at the live podcast tonight. But but what you can see is that. Look, they've had an incredible record against the top six this year from what they're expected to do. Yep. And there's no guarantees, and you think probably the likelihood next season is that they will not perform as well. It's just the nature of the beast. However, what they can do is perform better against the bottom six clubs, which you would expect them to do, which would leave them in a similar position, if not better, next season. That's their challenge for next season for me, is, is, to, is to perform better against teams in the bottom half of the table and, and more consistent results. The top six will, will know all about them now. And there will be an element of trying to stop Wolves, I think. From, and they will get results against some of the top six. They the will, six, but, but they still will because it. because they'll go toe to toe with these teams. And we've seen how good Wolves are; it's not a fluke. So they will still pick up results against the big big six next season. Whether it'll be as good as you say, perhaps not. It might be difficult to replicate that. So what? But yeah, what they've got to concentrate on is picking six points off the bottom team rather than none. Um, and so on and so on. They've got to get used to being a, a, a big fish. Yeah. They've got, got to get used to that. They managed it in the Championship last season. They can do it again. Yeah. Let's move this microphone a bit closer to you. Um, so, any more emails? Any more emails? Yep. Hit me. Mark Botwood. Botty. Botty, Botty, Botty. says, would you, which would you prefer Wolves to win? The FA Cup or the Europa League? Oh. FA Cup or the Europa League? That's a great Bearing question. Bear in mind, Europa League uh, gets you in Champions League if you win that. Yes, it does. Um, I think you would say FA Cup. I would take the Europa League. Europa League over FA Cup. Yeah, you're taking the FA Cup. Is that because you want to live out your dream, which Middlesbrough crushed back in 2000 and whatever, when you lost in the final to Sevilla? Sevilla! You got destroyed that day as well. We did, we did. Must, must have been, oh, had, that must still hurt. Dis- smashed to pieces. <laughs> I had a good moussaka before, though. <laughs> Did you? Delicious. You yes, very that? good. Yes, I can. Yes. <laughs> what the hell? I know. Um, yeah. What? Where, where, Euro- where, where was that? We've talked about winning a Europa League. Yes. A couple of memories of that day. Where was it, Nathan? It was. It was in Eindhoven. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, superb. You might remember the two. They've got, they've got a big stadium there, have they? Yeah, it was pretty big. Yeah, yeah. It was, this media accreditation was great. It was a huge different different dome to pick that up than the, the day before. Yeah, press conferences were great. Obviously, they'd just been beating Bucharest four three um, at the Riverside to win on aggregate, and also Baal as well on the way there. So the actual momentum was behind. Pronounced them. Basel. Baal. <laughs> um, well, what, what year was that? Oh goodness me! Now you now you're testing me. Nineteen. 19? No, sorry, 2006. Yeah. About 2006, 2005, 2006 season, yeah. Who was in Sevilla's team? They had someone They had someone unbelievable, didn't they? They had, I mean, they had people like Daniel Alves in the side. Um, I think Freddie Canute was up there when he was playing really, really well. They, nice. they, had, they had loads of them. I can't remember too many of them. Forlan? No, he didn't get there. What did he get there? Uh, Forlan was not in the side, no. no. I think he was, no, he wasn't there, no. He was at Valencia. Mendieta? 
Mendieta was was at Middlesbrough, was Middlesbrough they're saying Gaiska, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, wasn't meant to be, but I think they did well to get there, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, was, there, was everyone devastated after you lost that? Well, no, I don't, I don't know about devastated because, you know, when you get beat 4-0, then... Embar- embarrassing, really. It wasn't embarrassing to get there. It was incredible. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, you've got to take Europa League and Champions League. That's what I would do. I think the, the football Wolves fan would probably go for FA Cup. It's a good one. It's a good debate. What do you reckon? Uh, you've changed my mind. I think, yeah, winning the Europa League was just would just be a a win until that hoisting it up, and hey. then and then the old <laughs> what's that? Champions League music is it? Well, out of tune and and, and probably out of sync as well. Uh, we have more emails. Okay. Oh, you're not happy about that? No, it's okay. The um. Do you know where the... Uh, this isn't an email, this is just me. Uh. Do you know where the 2000... We're getting, we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves No, here. we're not, we're not. However... This do, is important, you need to book your hotel, refund. Yeah, yeah. Do you know where the 2020 Europa League final is being held? 20? Oh, I love this, I love this. I'm going to say Moscow. It's like it's like massive in here. Yes. No, no you're not. it's it's that side of Europe. Okay. Um, but it's not... Steady then. Um, you're probably just better off naming the country here, I think. Turkey. No, but yeah, an, uh, uh, sort of um, an old-fashioned... Eastern European country, a bit, a bit more, a bit more northern. Czechoslovakia. Nearly, he's so oh. close. Oh. Uh, Romania. No, north. Keep going north. Well, I don't know where I'm here. I'm just going in an area. Okay. I, don't, I, don't, I can't. I, um, Balkan, Slovakia. No, a bit, a bit more north than Balkan. Mm. No, Cyprus. Pa- Poland. <laughs> Poland. <laughs> Poland. Your is terrible. Yeah. Poland in Gdansk. Oh, uh, po- average. Poland's fourth largest city. Come on. Uh, no. <laughs> Looks, quite pretty, Looks quite uh, pretty though. Looks quite pretty. Oh, you'll be in that water. <laughs> Smashed on the night before. <laughs> yeah, the um, Stadion Enega Gdansk. Right. I'll tell you what we will do. Guaranteed if, if they're there. We'll do a live, first ever live on tour podcast from there. Yeah, The totally. night before yeah, yeah, the yeah, final. Yeah. Yeah, that looks pretty good to me. Yeah, cheap beer though, strong beer. Yeah, I've never, I've never been to Poland. Have you not? No. Capacity of this place. Yeah. Is Go on. Is forty one thousand. Well, they do, uh, they, do, do <laughs> they do do that on the road now, don't they? Road tour. I'm not sure who's really selling this. I'm not sure who plays there, uh, but I don't think they get uh, too many fans because the um, stadium's record attendance. is forty. It's just short of the capacity forty thousand seven hundred ninety four oh, for. <laughs> Justin Timberlake, <laughs> the the 2020 World Experience Tour. Oh God! <laughs> well, this is steady, isn't it? It's, it's a massive. Oh, it looks, looks decent. Though. Does it? Nice stadium. Oh yeah. I, t- I tell you, who'd have been there? Go on, podcast friend James Fielding. Oh, James Fielding didn't come Must to the live podcast. No, he didn't. Uh, not allowed to come because he cheated on the quiz during the first one. Oh so. right, you say something else there. Not allowed <laughs> to come because he cheated on his wife. <laughs> He's not married. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we are trying to find him uh, a wife. Any any suitable uh, bachelorettes out there? Get in touch, James S- Fielding. Quite the catch. James Fielding uh, podcast at expressandstar.co.uk <laughs> is our email address. Or tweet us. <laughs> You've got a match. Pictures. <laughs> James Field. James Fielding. Send them into Wolf's body. Let's find Field and a bride. <laughs> it's our new segment. Please send pictures in. Hashtag, hashtag, um, Field and Watch. <laughs> right. Um, I don't think we've got time for more emails. Oh, we'll okay. hold them for next week. It's a couple of generic ones there. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, good stuff. Um, it's abuse of the week. <laughs> abuse of 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 the week. Uh, 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 abuse of the week. Ka 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 ka. Abuse of the week. Mr. Timothy Spears hit me with some delightful abuse of the week. No game this weekend. Nobody's abused me about anything. However, we have some spares. Spares from left over the from what? Live podcast. I got I got some abuse by the way. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh... Should I crack on first? No, it's yeah. You can crack on. Yeah. So we asked at the start of the night and during for live abuse of the week mm. tweets to come in via the hashtag Poddy Live, mm. and there are a few we didn't get around to reading. Uh, some good ones, which I don't know how we missed here. Um, one from our sponsor. Oh right. right. In fact, two from our sponsor. Um, Reputable sponsor and, and superb man. Is it is, is a very nice, um, lovely, kindly worded abuse? 
I mean, I love. Yeah, no, I love our sponsors, but this is wow. Um, at Tim Spears mm. would never get a speeding ticket. How slow he drives through the school zones. Wow. Says our sponsor. Wolverhampton Building Supplies. <laughs> also from Wolverhampton Building Supplies. Uh, were they on it? I can't remember if this read out on the night, but I don't think so. Go on. Apologies if so. After speaking to Nathan Judah's mum. Who, oh, it's, it's, who, a, it's a steady start to the it's a steady start to the tweet. <laughs> that's not going to end well, is it? Who was uh, in attendance? Uh, she I got, was. I got one of the biggest laughs of the night. I got to say, was that scripted? What? Uh, her line. No, no. Oh no, no, it's not at all. Absolutely genius. No, she, she, yeah, she killed it, didn't she? Yeah. Do you want to take up the story? Um, so um, I wanted to introduce my mum because uh, she was on the front row, little, little old mum, Maureen, uh, Maureen, and she was uh, wanted to go and see her son in live in live in action or Panto, which it kind of was Panto. Yeah. Uh, so so I bring her down, and she gets a bit of a, a bit of a cheer from the peeps, and um, I kind of come up the stage and I say, my mum, because she's a very small lady, she's four foot eleven, and my dad's five foot six, and I'm six foot two. So I did ask her, I did ask her like, hey, is there anything you want to tell me? Of which she said the milkman was a, was a good-looking guy. <laughs> good Incredible line, scene. Great banter. Very from good from her. Very Mrs. good Judah. from Mrs. Judah. Uh, yeah. So. Lovely lady, but can swear with the best of them as well. Poddy live. Mm. Hashtag poddy live. What about the building supplies? Yes. After speaking to Nathan Judah's mum, yeah. lovely lady, I asked her how proud she is of Nathan. Mm. She said he was actually an accident <laughs> and informed us that Nathan's birth certificate is an apology letter from the condom factory. Wow! <laughs> that. That's absolutely <laughs> astonishing. <laughs> I'm gonna have to have words. Oh, brilliant! Oh, brilliant. Uh, this is uh, my my best friend of all time, uh, James Priest. who was there on the night. What's a legend? I don't think he actually listens to these, but anyway. Priesty, Priesty boy. Uh, you ain't says, got time for that. Do you know what? You ain't got time for the podcast. No, he hasn't. No, busy man. Um, the posters that we have, our image, you know, yes. our, our cartoon image. Yes, I've kind of got like a dark stubbly line around my face yes uh, why is Tim I don't know if I can read this uh, why has Tim got a dirty Sanchez on the poster <laughs> do you know what that means in a movie dirty Sanchez <laughs> yeah if you don't know what it means it's very cute that you don't know what that means gonna move on so uh, Carl Love sure it was so, I'll tell you after show. tell you after Carl Love it was like, google um, it kids google it um, Carl Love says who's got the better rack Nathan Judah's mum or, wow. Tim, or Tim Spears <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I should live. Certainly not your uh, certainly not your missus, Carl, that's for sure. Way! Uh, <laughs> a boosh. <laughs> Brilliant. Um Jack, I think this is Wow. Right. Yeah, yeah. Don't no don't no, no. Dirty Sanchez. Shh, shh, shh. I think that was the shh, TV shh, shh, series. No, 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 no. Jack WWFC 95 says, oh. Why have I been charged <laughs> not nine pound twelve to watch two middle-aged men get pissed? <laughs> Uh, superb. Good abuse you got, there. Got the early bird then, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, did. Well done. Good, uh, good abuse there. Shame we missed those on the night, but there you go, everybody. Excellent news. Very, very good. Um, look, I was going to go into a bit of fantasy Premier League update, but I don't think we've got time this week. No, unfortunately, yeah, just go and look at the league tables. Well, right? I'm looking at the league table. You're 411th. Right. Douche. <laughs> I did my free hit this week as well. Oh God. Oh, that's right. Do do it on international duty. That's great. No, no. I've, I've I've only had three players that were playing right in the last game week. So you've done it already. So I've done my free hit. Yeah, with three double game weeks coming up in the next four. No, but I've got loads of players that are eligible for double game weeks. Right. Man City, Wolves, don't pick Man Wolves. United, etc. Don't pick Wolves players for double game week, by the way, because you're only get one game out of them. FYI. It's over. It's over for me, mate. It's over. It's over for you a long time, son. A long um, time ago. Yeah. Uh, right. Um, Caption competition. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, so, yeah. Uh, our photographer, Steve Leith, did an amazing job on the night. We've got about 70, 80 pictures. Really kind awesome of job. captured the evening. Lots of laughs, lots of fun, lots of great stage shots. And a corker of a picture. Paul Berry, we mentioned him earlier, ex-Wolves Media boss, mm. um, and now does lots of excellent work for Cure Leukemia. Uh, what a guy. One of my favourite people of all time. Love Bez. We More got than me. Love Bez. We got him on stage for the uh, quiz. Yes, Family T- Fortunes Team captain he was for Family Fortunes. And there's a corker, as I said, of a picture. I will tweet it out with this podcast if you haven't seen it already. Try and have a look at it if you can while you're listening to this right now. Mm. Uh, of Judah quizzing Paul Berry, who's got a, an anguished look on his face. Judah looks intense. <laughs> um, and looks like he's interrogating him. And Bez is kind of... Um, 
scrunched up, a pained look on his face. So I asked for a caption competition. Yeah. Chris Hughes says, looks like a dear Deirdre still shot. I confronted my gay lover about my cheating fears. Now he's threatening to leave me. Says Paul, says uh, Chris Hughes. Interesting. Andrew MacArthur, I guess, yes, a few weeks yes, ago. Yes. Uh, Nathan said, Have you thought about using Imodium, Paul? Yeah, it does look very strained, doesn't very, it? Very, very strained. Mm. Uh, ben Woodall mm. uh, spots, points out, Does anyone has anyone noticed my cue cards are upside down? Uh, there was an issue with that on the night. <laughs> 17 cue cards are filled in on the night, or 18 cue cards, and then I realised when I put them up that they were, all of a sudden were all upside down. Excellent news. So I tried to have one at the back. Which made it look look like um, like a, they were all the, the right way up, but that just got kiboshed after a couple of glasses of red. Uh, Mikey Burrows, Wolves commentator extraordinaire, yes. says, "For God's sake, Nathan, can I not poo in peace?" <laughs> That's quite good. Uh, nice little office reference from Finley Crow. Uh, it says, "I wouldn't mind escaping up her tunnel." Nathan Judah, get out. Uh, this office reference, mate. I don't, okay. I don't think you get that. No, no, I don't do that. Uh, when's your wife's birthday? Says Andy Hodge. Oh, interesting. Uh, Wolf Gravy, you want abuse? You can't handle the abuse. Good. Rich Good. Carter, for the last time, Nathan, I don't want to listen to Bewitched. <laughs> uh, Paul says, that stinks, Judah. Brilliant. Nathan, sorry, it was the fish Tim Spears gave me. Oh, there was fish on the night for the losers. The slice of avocado I lost when Jota scored the second, I later found smeared on my... Peranium, right bugger to pick the hairs out of it, you know. It's a really complicated one. Uh, I think that's about it. Very good, very yeah, some good. Some good stuff there, some good stuff. If you, there's lots more replies if you look. Oh, Nathan, give me your best facial expression when listening to Dean Saunders on TalkSport. <laughs> that's one of many from Thomas Mason. Do we, you, do we cut the Dean Saunders chat out on the um, podcast? Uh, no, we'll leave it in, it's fine. Okay. Okay. Excellent news. Very good, very good, very good. Right, we're running out of time. Um, so we're going to preview two games. Yeah. Um, it is Burnley. It is Manchester United. Tim, um, I put it to you first and foremost. You've got to, let's say, let's say they get a full, fingers crossed, clean bill of health. Everyone comes back fighting fit, if not a little bit tired. Do you mix and match over these two games? Or yeah. do you play your, your and, and just who's ready, who's, who's in the best situation and try and get points from both? Or do you identify Burnley as the best chance? And you play pretty much what the, the semi-final side um, is going to be against Burnley, that basically Manchester United side, and then you move on to Manchester United and you you, you start incorporating your Triores at right back, your Vinagras, um, and does John Ruddy get to play either game? I mean the fact the fact that the cup game is on a Sunday definitely helps. You have got an extra day there. Watford don't have a midweek game. That's that's an issue. So they'll be more refreshed for it. I think we'll see a mix and match. I think we'll see a team picked to beat Burnley. Bear in mind they're organised, tend to play 4 4 2. You know what you're going to get? Uh, a, a sort of an old fashioned team, really. Wooden Barnes up front, you know, crouchy on for the long balls. I think we'll see something akin to that Cardiff team. Certainly in terms of midfield, I think we could see Sace and Dendonka in midfield like we did against Cardiff. Maybe more of a, more of a match them up physically and try, and try and grind out a result there. Because Bennett's back now, you mean? So Bennett would come into the side then? Yeah, Bennett would come into the side. And then for Man United, it's so tough. It's so tough. It's In theory, it's a, it's a massive game. Man United at home in the league. Wolves haven't played them in the league for years at home. So it's going to be a big occasion, but you've got that game five days away. The, the biggest game of the season by far. Does he rest all 11? Does he start bringing in the under-23s? Really? Or does he? I'm putting it out there. It's, it's, it's a diff, difficult one, isn't it? It's so difficult. Well, I, mean, I think I think we'll see how they get. We'll see how they we'll get. We'll know more Burnley. about about the team that goes out. Of Burnley, you think it will give you an indication to what to play yeah, on but the if, Tuesday if, night? If Jimenez isn't coming back until kind of late Wednesday, mm. Thursday, from Mexico, can you really send him to Burnley? A, a tough afternoon against Tarkowski and me, brutish centre halves. Can you really do that? I tell you what. I mean, maybe this, is where just... they, this is where they lack a backup striker, by the way. Yeah. I bet you'll hand off now for three points out the next two games. Yeah, 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 totally. I think you do. Well, well the, the thing is, right, we, we, the FA Cup is the concentration now. Yeah. Seventh, great. But what? how many league games are left there? Eight, something mm-hmm. like that? There's two games to win the FA Cup mm-hmm. to get into Europe. Mm-hmm. But getting into Europe isn't the priority here. It's winning a trophy. Sure. So that's the focus of the season now. You've got, to, it, it, for his team selections for Burnley Man United, he will be thinking about Watford. I know he says game by game, but no. You've got to manage them through this week. They've done it before. Certainly last season, time and again. So we'll see how they, we'll see how they rest up after Burnley and then Man United. I don't, I don't think I don't think anyone will begrudge Nuno and Wolves 
um, they've had that selection se- selecting a weakened team against against Man United and just saying look let's just let's just get through this and on to Watford. I mean, there's no point in resting Patricio though. No, totally. Do you know what I would say? Uh, looking at Burnley's fixtures, and I heard Jonathan Walters say this on the radio the other day, they have got three huge games coming up. They are right in this dogfight. Mm, they they have got two points ahead of they Cardiff. Have got I think Wolves, Bournemouth, and Cardiff in the next three. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then after that, they're running Chelsea, Man City. Everton wow. and somebody else I can't remember they've got a tough one on the last day of the season as well so um, so they've got three huge games coming up and they will be looking at trying to get seven points out mm-hmm. of those to give themselves a great a great position like I said Chelsea, Man City and Everton mm-hmm. to follow after that and I think maybe Arsenal on the last day I haven't got it to hand here so yeah really really tough for them um, they'll be desperate desperate to beat Wolves they will see it as an opportunity to pick up three points and Wolves have got to be rude for that Oh, that's it. Arsenal on the last day. Sorry, everybody. I'll read it through again. Wolves, Bournemouth, Cardiff. And then they've got Chelsea, Man City, Everton and Arsenal to finish. Mm. So their next three games could be could be do or die for Absolutely, them. So it's a yeah. huge game for Burnley. I mean, I think in Man United, I would like to see Costa start, Cavalero start, Traore start, Vinagre start, Gibbs White start. Those are the players who I think you're probably going to are going are gonna to play. I, I would have so. thought so. Yeah, it's it's um, this is where they're going to come in really handy. But yeah... Ideally, in a in a perfect well, you want to be resting more. Yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. But that's yeah. where they're down to the under twenty three. Well, you're so. playing the like Kilman, yeah, and maybe, players yeah. like that. Really, maybe. we may see that. We may. Yeah, astonishing, really. I mean, we said it on the podcast night as well, but amazing that they could be. Yeah, you know, prioritising and just sacking off money, Re- and not, be, not because United, yeah. Yeah, the amazing. FA Cup's by far and away the priority now. By far, it's like I said. If if you're looking at oh, let's let's finish seventh and qualify for Europe. Mm. There's two games in the FA Cup to, mm-hmm. to get to the same stage, so. If I gave you, not knowing what's going to happen now, not, so you see, don't know what's going to happen in the FA Cup, okay? Yes, I don't know. And eighth. Yeah. Or guaranteeing you seventh in European football, and you guaranteed it, giving you it now, seventh, will get knocked out. No, it's all, about the, it's all about the In FA. the final. No, it's all about the FA Cup. It is, really? Yeah. Okay. This okay. De- they will never have, even, even if Wolves become a top six club, in the coming years, mm. the draws opened up this yeah, year. They yeah. will never have a better chance, I don't think. Even though Man City is still in it. Okay. Good stuff, right? Which brings me to the point. I know it's very difficult to do this, but our next podcast will be uh, pre Watford and after the Manchester United game. So even though we we're still a little bit vague on, on what teams will, you know, what 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 team Nuno will put out. Can you give me a prediction, please? Burnley against Wolverhampton Wanderers. I haven't been to I... Burnley as a me- from a media point of view. Have you been there? Yeah, it's good. Is it? Yeah, it's, oh, okay. it's back back row of the ground. You have got a lovely view over the Lancashire Hills behind the stand. Oh, nice! And it's nice, yeah. Like a better Huddersfield then. Uh, I like I quite like Huddersfield, but yeah, pr- probably probably better. Yeah. Okay, um, I'll go first. Okay, I'm going to say Burnley one. Yeah, Wolverhampton Wanderers one. Okay, I say Wolves will nick it two one. Oh, huge! Manchester United against Wolverhampton Wanderers. I'm going to say Wolverhampton Wanderers nil, Manchester United two. I think I think two one again, but in United's favour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Three points. Happy days. Move on. Watford yeah, totally, beat yeah. them, and then we concentrate on seventh spot. It's all about that semi, baby. Oh, plenty of them to come tonight. <laughs> on that note, he's been Tim Spears. I've been Nathan Judah. Have a great week, and we will see you after the Manchester United game. Take care. Bye bye.